and welcome to the Horizon Church podcast. Horizon Church is a Christ-centered, word-based and spirit-led church. We are so happy to bring this week's message to you. And on behalf of our pastors, Brad and Ali Bonhomme and the Horizon Church team, we pray it's a blessing to you. I want to get straight into it if you don't mind. Is that okay? I actually feel to say um, this and... um, Often on a Sunday night, we open up the altar at the end, and I will do that. But I actually want to tell you why I'm opening it up right now, because at the end, I just feel like God's just in, like, doing business tonight. And I don't want you to waste time in indecision, but when it comes to that, um, you're just ready to go. So it might not make sense to you now, but when the Word is is, um, spoken tonight, I just believe that your heart's going to be stirred to have a physical response and to make some space for God here at the front. So there's two reasons that we'll do that at the end is simply this, that you're saying, God, I want to go deeper with you this year so that I can go further than I've been before. God, I want to go deeper with you this year so I can go further than I've been before. But we need to get into the Word and then it all makes sense. So look at Acts 3 tonight. I like Acts 3. My heart's been so stirred for a few weeks now in this passage. And if I could give you a little bit of context, basically the disciples are now doing what they saw Jesus do. And so we we see that they are healing people, that the church is growing, that people are getting set free. And then there's this one encounter that has just absolutely captured my heart. And they meet a lame beggar at a gate called Beautiful. And that's where we'll pick up the story. So it's Peter, um, sorry, it's not Peter, it's Acts 3. It says, Peter heals a lame beggar. So if you want to follow along, here we go. One day, Peter and John were going up to the temple at the time of prayer at three in the afternoon. Now, a man who was lame from birth was being carried to the temple gate called Beautiful, where he was put every day to beg from those going into the temple courts. When he saw Peter and John about to enter, He asked them for money. Peter looked straight at him, as did John. Then Peter said, look at us. So the man gave them his attention, expecting to get something from them. Then Peter said, silver or gold, I do not have, but what I do have, I give you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, walk. Taking him by the right hand, he helped him up and instantly... The man's feet and ankles became strong. He jumped to his feet and began to walk, a man that had never walked before. Then he went with them into the temple courts, walking and jumping and praising God. When all the people saw him walking and praising God, they recognised him as the man who used to sit begging at the temple gate called Beautiful. And they were filled with wonder and amazement at what had happened. To him. So if you're taking notes tonight, the title of my message is, It's Deeper Than That. It's Deeper Than That. Why don't we pray? Father God, we just thank You for Your Word tonight, that it is sharper than any two-edged sword. And we just pray that You would do what only You can do. And Holy Spirit, You would divide the Word a million ways and speak to each and every life in this place, that we would not leave transformed tonight. In Jesus' Name, Amen. Man. So I started the year with a sling and a cast. I don't know if you saw, I'd been walking around with a sling and a cast this last few weeks. Um, 
I didn't really like it. In fact, it's not a good story. I just um, I fractured my arm skating at a pump track, which is those like real bumpy tracks. It's not that exciting. Wasn't doing anything cool. In fact, I was going too slow. And then the board slipped out from, out, from, out, um, from under me and I palmed the ground. And it turns out that the bone kind of like jolted in on itself. And that's okay. Um, and it was, it was so weird though, because when I did it, like it was just dead silent. And you know when you fall, you kind of expect laughter or something. Like there's either like people like hyper concerned and they're like, oh my gosh, are you okay? And you're like, I don't know anymore, am I? And then you want to start crying and stuff. But there was just nothing. It was just silence. And there was no laughter except my hunk of a fiance. He like ran over to me and he's like, darling, are you okay? He may have not said it with that tone, but he's like, darling, are you okay? And I'm like, yeah, 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 we're sweet. Let's just keep going. And so we continue on with our day. And um, I tried to fix my hair and I couldn't lift my arm. I was like, oh, I'm... It's okay, like it's all sweet, I just can't do this. And he's like, no, 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 we're going to the hospital. And we're driving to the hospital and he's like so like quiet. He's so sad. And I was like, darling, like what is going on? And like, he's just like, I just don't like seeing you like this. And I was like, oh my gosh, bless his heart. So then I'm comforting my fiance because I have a broken arm. And, um, but then I start working with a sling and a cast and, they're like, can you work? I'm like, yeah, absolutely. I'm more efficient with one hand than you are with two. And, um, <laughs> but I noticed something. I'm working in retail and I noticed something. People treat you differently. They were really nice to me. And let me tell you something. I liked it. I liked it a lot. And so I started playing into it. So like, I'd be like bagging their shoes and I'm like, oh so sorry, I, I can't. And they're like, no, no, it's totally fine. I'll do it for you. And the next thing you know, I'm like doing half my job, getting paid the same and loving life, right? <laughs> and it's funny because it started as a bit of pain and then it became a limitation and I couldn't do half the things I used to be able to do. And then that limitation became comfortable. And then suddenly I didn't really want to take the sling off. And I was like, oh, but I'm going to have to do more again. And I was, I was pretty unwilling to take the sling off. Because it did a funny thing, actually. Wearing a cast and a sling, it was, it was good because in one sense, it like validated the fact that my pain was real. And so I was like, yes, see, it is broken. That makes me feel stronger because the pain was real. And in another sense, it provided a limitation that became comfortable because I always had an excuse as to what I couldn't do. And it's funny how we get comfortable with limitations and we just rely on them because at least we have an excuse as to why we can't change, why we won't change, why things don't look the way we wish they did. At least we have an excuse. And I'm looking at this guy and he's been at the same place every day and I bet Along the way, he got used to it. In fact, he's not even asking for healing. I think he would have given up on that a long time ago. He's simply asking for some spare change. Rather than what God had for him, which was life change. And so he sits there day in, day out, asking for people's leftovers, essentially. 
But God had something deeper in mind. And I'm reading this story and I'm like, this isn't the first time I've seen this. I started like looking at these other stories in the Bible and, and, and you, I don't know if you've heard of this story, but I'll give you a little brief. But there's this woman and she goes to a well and the reason she goes at midday is because she has this past and she doesn't wanna be seen. So she's trying to run away in a sense. She wants to get away from people, not be seen, but God meets her there and they're having this conversation about water. But God was actually talking about something deeper than that. And He was talking about living water. And you see the thing she came for wasn't the deeper need, but God was gracious enough to meet the deeper need. And there's this guy and there's this guy and his name is Nicodemus and, and he, comes to, he comes to meet Jesus in the middle of the night. And the reason he was a Pharisee, he was an elite kind of guy. He, he knew what it was to have all the rules and, 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 and to know all the Word of God, but he was missing relationship with God. And so he comes to God in the middle of the night with a question. And God doesn't just answer the question. His answer was far deeper than that and spoken to relationship with Jesus, spoke about love that God has for Him. And the thing they came for wasn't actually the need they needed to be addressed. And so I'm thinking maybe this year that God wants to do something deeper because if He doesn't do the deeper thing, you can't do the greater thing. So I just have a few thoughts tonight on the deeper thing. And the first one is this, the deeper thing commands your attention. It said, he looked straight at him as did John. Then Peter said, look at us. So the man gave him his attention. You see, he was positioning his pain in a place to be seen, but he was expecting people to bypass him. So when Peter and John stopped to meet him there, I bet he wasn't even looking so much so that they had to say, look at us. And the reason you look someone in the eyes is actually speaks a word of value. That hang on, you have our attention, that we're giving you our focus. And, and, and so they say to him, look at us. And I think one of the reasons he might not have been looking at them was because he didn't see his own value. They say, look at us, because the deeper thing commands your attention. And isn't it true that why would, you'd never have a deep conversation with someone who wasn't really paying attention? You wouldn't even think twice. If someone's on their phone while they're talking to you, you're not even gonna go there because the weight of your words isn't gonna be received well. And I remember going through this time, thinking I'm having some time, spending some time with Jesus. And I was like, God, you know, I don't feel that you're talking to me and I can't really hear you. And as I said that, I was doing multiple things at once. And I just felt like he said, I don't have your attention. And what I want to show you is deeper and it needs your full attention. So I think it's not about trying to get God's attention. The man had God's attention. The question is, what has your attention? I get it, there's things vying for our attention all the time and this isn't one of those messages where I'm like, delete social media, it's bad for you and that's okay if you need to do that. But I wonder if 
what it would look like if you actually gave God your full attention. Because if you don't, you might miss what he's doing. You see, he had a question. And it was just for silver or gold. And the thing you ask of God might be actually too little a request. It was just for silver or gold. It was just enough to get by. But God was looking at the deeper need. The second thing I I believe that the deeper thing does is the deeper thing transforms. Because here's the thing, when we think of change at a distance, isn't it true that change is like exciting at a distance? We're like, yeah, yeah. Like, in fact, change, the possibility of change breeds hope at a distance. We're like, woohoo, we want change, yes. But then when change comes close, it requires responsibility. And we're like, no, 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 I can't do that, I can't do that. Isn't it true that we're always hyped up, we're always looking for change until it's right in front of us, until it actually requires us to move. You see, the deeper thing transforms you. Healing was no longer just a distant concept for this man. It was right in front of him. But here's the thing with the deeper thing. The deeper you dive, you know, the more pressure there is. And the closer change gets sometimes, the more pressure we feel. And so here he is with with basically this call to stand up. And I bet he would have felt the pressure in that moment. Because when we feel the call of God, the question we ask is, am I capable of this? I actually don't know, God, if I can do what you're calling me to do. I don't know if I have it in me to do what you're calling me to do. But what is God's response to that? In Isaiah 41 verse 10, he says this, For I am the Lord, your God, who takes hold of your right hand and says to you, Do not fear, I will help you. And what did Peter do? He said, taking him by the right hand, he helped him up. And instantly the man's feet and ankles became strong. You see, he wasn't just being called, he was being helped up. God isn't just calling you, but He's extending a hand. And why was it the right hand? Because that's the hand of authority to lift you from places that you can't lift yourself. So the pressure really isn't on you. The pressure's on God. And all we have to do is respond. What happens if He had given him silver or gold? That's what the man was asking for, right? And so let's just think about this. He's asking for silver or gold. Peter and John, yeah, yeah, here you go. Where's that man the next day? He's at the same place doing the same thing like he always won. It's the same cycle. Isn't that true with us that when, when, when God doesn't do the deeper thing, we're just doing, gonna do the same thing. And it'll have a different face and it'll have a different place, but it's the same thing. See, God wants to do the deeper thing and the deeper thing transforms. But too many of us are just caught up managing our symptoms. Isn't that, that's exactly what he was asking for. Just give me silver or gold because that will manage what I'm going through. 
and we start pruning our problems, just tidy them up, make them look nice rather than uprooting them. But as long as they look nice, right? As long as they look okay that I can walk into a room and not feel ashamed and embarrassed, I'll just, I'll just prune the problem. Thank you, God, for managing my symptoms. Maybe God wants to do something that's deeper than that. I, once, I used to put my pyjamas under my pillow um, when I'd get ready in the morning and I'd just end up always changing my pyjamas and the little pieces would just kind of fall behind my bed head and it would become a pile and then I'd keep changing and then this, this pile was just little things. They just kept falling behind my bed head and my mom realised and she comes in and she's like, Talia, like, you cannot do this. This is a mess. And so I said, yes, ma'am. I said, I, I, I did the responsible thing, I did the mature thing, and I found a new place to hide my clothes. And so I started hiding them under the bed in a drawer, and they were just little things, right? And they were just little things, so I just kept, they just kept building up, just kept building up, and then suddenly one day there's just a little piece of clothing sticking out of um, the, the drawer, and my mum sees it, and she's like, Talia! If you do it again, I will grab those clothes and throw them in the bin. And I'm like, yes, ma'am. So I did what any child would do, the mature, responsible thing, and I found a new place to hide them. And so rather than being um, behind the bed or under the bed, they were on the side of the bed that no one should really see. And they were just little things. And they were little things I kept building up, right? Little things just kept building up and the next thing there was a big mess and I'm sitting on the lounge room and sitting in the lounge room one day and my mum walks past with a big pile of clothes. She goes right out to that bin and dumps them in there. You see, God was gonna change his everyday thing. And the everyday thing is the little things. This man's life was about to be turned upside down because previously he couldn't get a job he couldn't, earn, he couldn't earn a wage, which means he's basically damned to be one thing for his life and that's sit at the gate and beg. He sat at the gate but couldn't go in the gate and only had enough to get by to the next day. But what God would do in him would change his every day. And maybe the deeper thing is actually a little thing that you're overlooking. And it's just a little thought and it's just a little habit. And you think, don't worry, it's just a little thing. And then if you don't take care of the little things, it'll build up and it'll become a mess. But God wants to reveal to you these things because He's so gracious and He's so kind. He's so gracious and He's so kind. I wonder if you would allow Him to reveal what the little thing is. Some of you have had some thoughts that have been going through your mind for too long and they've become strongholds in your life. Maybe a word has been spoken over you and you tell yourself it's just a word, but come on, that thing has become a stronghold and you're starting to live framed by what was spoken over you. But it was just a little thing. But the more you replay it, the more power it has. It's just a little habit, only do it sometimes. God wants you to be free from that tonight. God wants you to be free from that tonight. 
He's not just calling you, He's equipping you. If you're afraid of, can I actually do what you're calling me to do it? You gotta know He's giving you a hand and He's helping you up. He doesn't call you without equipping you. And what He's doing will actually transform you and it'll transform you from the inside out. You see, the deeper thing empowers. The deeper thing empowers. And isn't it an empowering thing to be seen as you really are? To be known, to be loved. Jeremiah 12.3 says, But you, O Lord, know me. You see me. But you, O Lord, you know me. You see me. You know, you are seen by God. This man would beg every day hoping to be seen and yet expecting people to pass him by. And I bet the way they would have, they would have given him their spare change is simply like this. Here you go. But what God had in mind was so different than that. What God had in mind was life change. What God had in mind was deeper than that. I'm not just gonna give you enough to get by. Come on, I wanna do something inside you. You gotta know you are seen by God. You are known by God. Behind the bravado, behind what you present, the real you is seen by God. I remember journaling one time and I often pray and write, write a prayer to God. And, and I found myself writing and even in my writing was a sugar-coated version of what I was experiencing. And I felt like He said, not for me. You don't have to be like that with me. No, because I know you and I see you and I see you as you really are and I'm still sticking by you and I still love you. And so forget all that bravado, forget the front. Talia, I know you and you're gonna know He knows you tonight. The real you that you wished and anyone didn't see. Come on, the thoughts that you're ashamed of. He's seen it all and yet He's there and He's sticking by you. This man was hoping to be seen and expecting people to pass him by until God put it on someone's heart to say, go to that man. You know, that woman at the well, she was trying not to be seen too. She went at midday, so no one would see her, right? But who showed up at midday when no one should be there? Jesus did. She's like, I don't know, you, you probably don't know me. She, he's like, yeah, I actually know. I know all about your past. You see, she had a promiscuous past and some things that she would have been known for, right? And so she's trying to get away from this town. And so she'd go at midday and yeah, Jesus turns up at midday. And he's like, no, no, I know about it all. I know about it all, but I'm still here. And Nicodemus, he went at midnight to not be seen because he had a reputation and he had some questions, right? But Jesus spoke to the deeper need. And you see in the next encounters with this gentleman that you see that there's a progression in his faith. You see that no longer he lays his reputation down to say, I'm aligning with the things of Jesus. Because even though they didn't wanna be seen or God saw them, and He knew them just as they were. And isn't that an empowering thing? It's deeper than what you have. 
It's deeper than what you do. It's deeper than your past. It's deeper than your future. Come on, it's deeper than that. And maybe what He's doing in you isn't just for you. Because what's their response? What what does the man do? He gets up, he starts walking, he starts jumping and he starts praising. And the woman at the well, she can't help herself. She goes back into the town that she was trying to um, hide from, right? And she starts telling people about this Jesus. She can't help it. And Nicodemus, he he puts his reputation on the line because what God did wasn't just for him, but it would impact those around him. What God is doing isn't just for you. And I get it, the last two years, lockdown and whatever, you've, you've, been, you've been comfortable. At first it was pain and then it became a limitation, but then we lacked the excuse. And we didn't wanna take the sling off. And we didn't wanna go where God was calling us to go. And maybe it was just a bit of fear. But perfect love cast out all fear. You see, it's the deeper thing. What God is doing in you isn't just for you. Church, it's time we gotta take this sling off. You know, I I turned up to church the first morning with that sling and I'm talking a little lacy, Pastor Tim sorta. And she's like, what'd you do? I'm like, I fell, whatever. She's like, I will never skate again. And I was like, no, 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 you absolutely do it, right? But how many of us respond like that when we get hurt? I'll never do it again. I'm not gonna try another relationship. I'm not gonna try again. It hurt too much. I'm not gonna do that again. But what God is doing in you isn't just for you. And on the other side of your movement, people are gonna be impacted. People are gonna be changed. People are gonna be set free because it isn't just for you. He's doing something deeper than that. He's not just calling you, He's equipping you. He's not just calling you, He's equipping you. He's not just calling you, He's equipping you. You know, I feel for someone tonight, you've been praying for your family and that's awesome and God's excited that you've been doing that. But I feel like He's just saying, don't just pray for them this year, invite them over for a meal. I feel like for someone tonight, you've been, you've been challenged in the area of finance and God's trying to do a deeper thing. So you're not actually controlled by that. So you're not bound by those things, right? Because it's just a false sense of comfort at the end of the day. You're never really free. You're just comfortable being bound, but God wants to set you free. And maybe tonight He'll just reveal to you what it is that is holding you back. Come on, because there's, there's further to go and there's more to do in Him. He wants to set you free. What was the response? of the people when they saw this man jumping and leaping and praising. They were filled with awe and wonder, awe and amazement. This year, He might just tell you to share your story because people are looking at you and going, whoa, you used to be like that. What happened to you? And you're just gonna tell them, Oh, Jesus touched my life. Jesus did the deeper thing. Jesus set me free. I used to be bound, but come on. Jesus did what I couldn't do for myself. I didn't think I could get up, but He he helped me. He gave me the hand up. And now I'm no longer bound with the same cycles of thinking, but I'm set free by the power of God. Oh, and it's gonna set other people free when they hear your testimony. 
Thanks for listening to this week's message. For more info about Horizon Church, please visit our website at hz.church. Have a fantastic day and we hope to see you again soon.